Well, good morning, everybody. Oh, my gosh, what a beautiful day. I don't know if you've been outside yet, but you're listening to the We Are MCBS podcast, so you've already started your day off right. If you haven't seen the outside, go take a look. It is beautiful. At least it is here in Winter Park, Florida. Shannon, my, my darling wife, Shannon, have you seen outside today? Well, I have seen outside, but I have a question specifically for you. How come that beautiful good morning comes out of your mouth when you're on the podcast, but I usually get hurt when uh, I wake up in the morning? Well, you're one person. The podcast is like dozens. Ah, I see. I see. So the more people, the happier the tone. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm for the audience, honey. Ouch. Well, obviously the ride in this morning was uneventful. <laughs> I noticed the beautiful sunrise, <laughs> at least. <laughs> it was a very beautiful sunrise. Well, I'm just proud of you, honey, for getting up as early as you did. Good Thank job you. making it to the Thank podcast two, two Wednesdays in a row. I, two Wednesdays in a row, two very early, early mornings. It's true. But you know, Pete is doing a really good job still working with Steve Spurrier, still trying to figure out that defensive <laughs> line. They've got a couple holes to patch, and then we'll be back in business. Yeah, it's a good thing I love that man. Well, Shannon, I know that just the other day you and I were talking about Shane Dawson and what a huge influence he has on the YouTubes. Ah, oh, the YouTubes. Yeah, but I think... I've heard of that before. I think while you and I could speak at length about Shane and his crew, yeah, I'm getting nods, uh, we're, we're going <laughs> to probably just turn this conversation over to some people that were born after the fall of the Berlin Wall. That's probably a very good idea. All right. Uh, you stay there, and I'm going to hand all this gear over to Tyler Ozzy Oswald. Woo! Hey, listen, I'm the Woohoo crew now. So I don't believe it's necessarily me who's bringing up Shane Dawson, but we have a new contributor on the podcast as well. Why don't you give us a lovely little introduction? Hi, my name's Kayla. Yeah, I pretty much grew up on uh, Shane Dawson. Way grew back. up on Shane Dawson. Yeah. That's saying something. He was one of the OG YouTubers, he, right? Yeah, he really was. Um, I remember back in his skit days uh, when he would just put on wigs and do wacky things. Around two weeks ago, I guess, he uploaded his newest series, uh, his conspiracy theories. And it's a bit different than his usual conspiracy theories. And he did one recently on Jake Paul, right? The Mind of Jake Paul? Yes. It's not a conspiracy theory, but like a documentary series. Yes, exactly. Um, and that's one thing I thought was really interesting about him is uh, his progression throughout YouTube. He was able to go from making these like wacky skits to like making more documentary style of videos. Um, one thing that's interesting that he did was he set a release date um, and then changed it a day or two before um, the video was supposed to come out. And a lot of people were upset by this. And I think it's <laughs> um, I think it's worth noting, though, like he has one other person editing. So it's just two guys editing these hour and a half long videos. So, hey, Shannon, you remember the old days when like TV programs used to be like 24 minutes long with advertisements and they'd have a whole studio backing it? Oh, yeah. And now we live in an era where two people are producing hour long documentaries and the Internet's ablaze when they can't get it. Like industry disruptors. What? What? I know. That's one thing about new media that's always been, I would say, fascinating is that people just don't understand the level of 
time, effort, commitment that it takes to make something to where they're they're throwing a hissy fit over this documentary not being released. What was it? He's only said it was going to be like a two day delay or something like that. Um, yeah, it was. It was supposed to be released on a Wednesday, and he changed it to the following Monday. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they had to wait. That's like forever in millennial time. Yeah. And this, and this was on YouTube, not on YouTube Red Paid Service, right? Yeah, right. exactly. So not only did they have to wait, they had to wait for a free program. Ah, I'd be mad, too. Yeah. One thing about Shane Dawson, I mean, I, I don't want to say this as fact, but I'm pretty sure a lot of his videos get demonetized so i don't know if that video was demonetized but a lot of times he's not making the most money off of these videos that just comes from like sponsors and stuff so the fact that he's putting all this time into these videos and then people are just upset because uh they literally started editing like the week before it was supposed to come out so yeah it is just strange on the other hand though we can uh, argue that, you know, any exposure is good exposure. So, you know, the hype up of the video coming out happened. But then, hey, video date has changed. So now everybody's in an uproar. So now more people are talking about it. So and maybe it was that... even covered by, like, news outlets because it was Really? Such... Yeah. That's how uh, lowbrow the news has been going lately, that people are covering this like it's a big story. Just because there's so much outrage going on about it is just like, wow. Like, people on Twitter are saying it's a big deal, therefore, <laughs> I'm going to get people swarming me now. First controversy on the podcast, and it comes from the EP. <laughs> no, it, I would love to do a whole We Are MCBS podcast just on monetization alone, because that's a subject I'm way too familiar with for my yeah. own good. But yeah, Shane Dawson's been producing these. It's such a 180 from what he used to be. I remember his vlogs back in the day. Like there was him, uh, Phil, Kasim G. I miss them. Phil is still <laughs> kicking. That is absolute fact. I don't know any of those people. I know you don't. And it's so <laughs> great to watch you give me the straight face. Like, I think I fooled him. <laughs> but yeah, so it's good to see that Shane Dawson's taken this uh, 180 turn to where now he's pretty much at the next step of content producer where he's adapted to a situation. And I think he's doing something he has is now enjoying almost because imagine making vlogs for so long. What is a vlog but like a five minute lowbrow documentary series so you take that kind of knowledge and you go okay how do i make this bigger how do i using my own tagline here how do you excite exceed and elevate your product especially if you're looking at that to be your profession if right. that's going to be where your livelihood lies it can't just be a vlog you're going to need a side hustle of some sort and in an industry that's literally changing probably every 24 every hours Every 24 hours exactly um and I think it's really cool that he's doing this now because I know um, he's always said he's wanted to do filmmaking. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, and um, he kind of is in a way. I think he transitioned from like the kind of stuff he was doing before um, to more of long form filmmaking, even if it isn't um, necessarily fiction like he wanted to do. I still think he's really enjoying this new kind of filmmaking he's kind of fallen into because if you remember there was like a period of time where he was just making like food videos um and they were great but I think a lot of people fell off the Shane wagon during that time because 
I think that's when Shannon fell I off. I know. That's when I just stopped. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no more. Yeah. No more avocado. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I just, I think it's really cool that he's seemed to like find a good niche and it seems to be close to what he's always said he's been passionate about. Well, thank you very much for bringing us this story on the We Are MCBS podcast. I know I'm totally taking over Jason's job right now, but he's just standing over there going, yup, that's a good time. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you very much for bringing that. It's good that Shane Dawson has made such a good topic on this podcast. We talked about him on a previous episode. We almost devoted a whole episode just to Shane Dawson and like YouTube Rewind. So thank you, Shane Dawson, for giving us a lot of content. Yeah. <laughs> You know, to perfectly segue into, uh, yeah, no, Kayla, for sure. I mean, she's going to be back time and time and time again. I'm here till I graduate. Oh, (laughs) so am I only in a couple months. (laughs) Shannon doesn't want to accept that reality. But uh, speaking of YouTubers, the type of influences they have, our ever-adapting market, well, Miss Shannon, do I have a question to pose for you? Oh, I'm waiting for this. Oh, yeah. It's not like we talked about this beforehand, so you don't know what's coming at all. It's going to be, what would be the big difference between a marketer and an influencer? Mm. So... We will be talking more in depth about this in episode 52 of the We Are MCBS podcast. But to give you a bit of a teaser, we're just going to be sharing our thoughts right now on what is the difference between a marketer and an influencer. So and that's a really very deep question. And um, so just to give it some some um, uh, scaffolding, um, the way I, I instantly think think about um, those two terms is um, the difference between a journalist and a blogger, right? Um, you know, journalists go and they study to become journalists. They're held to a certain set of ethics. They have to follow certain guidelines. They have certain protections. Um, bloggers get to go and they could say the same information, the same things that, you know, say a journalist is putting out there. However, they're not held to the same strict standards, Right. Um, so that kind of puts me in, in, in the same mindset for the difference between a marketer and um, an influencer. And a marketer is somebody who is out there in advertising, in marketing, working towards, you know, having that be a career or profession for them. Whereas an influencer, they probably, yes, still want it to be their profession, but they didn't. I would I would imagine them not going into it wanting to promote certain things. It's more of a passion or more of something that, you know, they, they take on as being of great interest to themselves to then then they push, you know, their own knowledge and their own opinions and things about the topics that they love, whereas the marketers are getting paid, right? Um, which, again, that's blurry. It's not that the other one can't get paid, but this one's more specific. The marketing's more specific uh, towards you know, getting product, getting branding out there and the influencers doing it because that's what they want to do. And then the case study we're going to be looking at kind of goes into detail on the influencers feeling that their influence isn't exactly, even though they have metrics kind of back it up, that it isn't measurable and marketable. And then there was also a small excerpt I saw that was basically mentioning how they're feeling more as an avenue 
of marketing where the marketing teams will go to an influencer to push a product Absolutely, rather than collaboration. And they feel that's kind of a lot of um, influencers are kind of feeling that disconnect now to where they want the collaration versus, you know, just going, hey, sport my G Fuel. Like, that's, right. that's something. Right. You know, so and that makes me think of um, the, the Game of Thrones when they came out with the big campaign. And, uh, you know, one of the things they did is send out the the boxes of of hey game of thrones is coming and sent it to all the influencers to push out on their own yeah. platforms right um and they were spectacular you know amazing things that they sent to them um but you know they were counting on but it was totally a marketing team and they didn't like go to the influencers and say hey what could we do together they were like hey i mean it was cool don't get me wrong mm -hmm. but you know um yeah, you're absolutely right. There was no collaboration between them. It was just like, here's this amazing stuff. Now use your avenues and your organic, you know, following to help us. Yeah. And the influencers right now are definitely feeling that. But, you know, we are going to have an entire episode devoted to this next week. So I think I'm going to loop it back around to Jason Gillette. Well, speaking of influencers, Shannon, you are not going to believe loop. Loop is something that I think you and I are going to either love or we're going to be glad that other people are using it because Eileen told me about it a couple days ago and apparently it is a way to reduce massive amounts of waste and we're big fans of that. We're big fans of that. So uh, Eileen, what's the deal with Loop? What are they offering? So basically they are offering, they're working with a couple different brands right now, like Haagen-Dazs has already signed with them and PepsiCo and then Degree and Axe and P&G. Um, and they're basically just trying to eliminate all their like waste that they create when they're selling these products. So they're turning them into reusable packaging. Um, and that's supposed to start in May, 2019, but it's only available in New York and London because they're kind of like testing out like, is this even possible on like a mass, especially in those two big cities? Yeah. Like, can it actually be possible to send these packages with the food or the product they asked for and get the package back and have it all function properly? And um, basically how they're marketing, though, is they're talking about how they're bringing back the milkman. Like, that's their big thing. Is, oh, that's very smart. Yes. Um, which I like, that's a great way to market it, I think, because I think it makes it more like understandable to the everyday type of person who doesn't follow like eco-friendly stuff a lot. Right. Like, I really pay attention to all of that, but. And a lot of people now are kind of used to this concept. It's not so foreign anymore. So the people that do the, the meals that show up at the house with all the packaging um, or, you know, we have we have Amazon Prime. It comes to us in two days and they'll send our our, our small hat that we we ordered in the giant <laughs> box. <right? Yeah. laughs> um, you know, so we're kind of used to this um, this home delivery, this this, you know, this not going to the store constantly anymore you know, way of getting our products. So that's just, it seems like a step further, you know, and to reduce the packaging and to like have us have that same service. But yeah, like everything gets sent in this reusable loot box and then everything that you use is put in reusable things. And they want to make sure everything can at least um, be good for a hundred uses. Um, but when I brought this up to Jason and Pete was around when this got brought up, he was very afraid of the germs 
which I like I, that will be a big thing that they will need to address when they start marketing this. Like if it goes well in London and New York and then they want to put it out everywhere, that's something they're really going to need to address because like, yeah, we go to restaurants and like things are used at restaurants by people before us and we use them but they're not sitting in that person's home and like you don't know what's in that person's home who Mm -hmm. decided to order and you don't know what germs you might be getting so i guess just from a a science standpoint they're obviously going to have some way to clean it all because they're not going to put themselves in danger so this is an image issue and not a science issue yeah yeah Yeah. like they are Everything gets sent back to L.A., which is, like, where they're headquartered and stuff. (laughs) So So their first two cities are as far far, away from L.A. as possible. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so, like, they were basically, I was looking at, like, a map of it and, like, everything that it's supposed to take. And it's just, like, well, these are perishable goods, so they have to get sent quickly. So only being headquartered in, like, L.A. and you have to get a package to London, like... And if they order Haagen-Dazs ice cream, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. so there's a lot of, like, logistical things and stuff like that that will have to be, like, addressed if it starts to work and everything, which I hope it does. I think this is a great innovative idea and, like, just getting rid of waste to begin with because, like, once it's created, it's too, like, it's too late. Like, when people are, like why are you using that napkin or a paper plate or a straw or whatever? I'm like, it's already made. It's already done the damage it's going to do. So So might as well use it because either way it's going in the landfill. Yeah, unfortunately. And so they're just trying to remove that from even being a possibility. So, Well, when you think back about the very first cars, they were absolute jokes and you wouldn't use them to get around. You'd use them basically just to show, hey, look, this could potentially work. Mm-hmm. And so I think what they're doing is that I think we're seeing the ugliest like Model T version of this rollout. But by the time you guys have grandkids, this is going to be how everybody lives. You're, if you buy stuff, it's not going to be in something that gets thrown away because either civilization will crumble and we'll be living out of the pots that we make out of river clay or we're going to get it all together and we're going to be able to ship this stuff around really well. I'm hoping civilization survives. I'm kind of banking on it. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. But I have been stocking up on river clay, FYI. If you guys need any, I'm your guy. Yeah. That's what's in the laundry room. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Eileen, thank you very, very much for bringing the loop story to us. We're going to keep a close eye on them and especially close eye on how they market themselves as, I'm sure, germ-free. Yeah. Uh, Shannon, that... That's uh, your second episode. How do you feel? I kind of love it. I think I'm going to have to come back. I know Pete will let you borrow his microphone if you would like to come sit with him, but I, I got a text from him and he is missing this so bad. <laughs> uh, but he'll he'll be back here soon. And uh, everybody else out there in, in podcast land, they hope you have a great day. Peace.